all-American half pounder, pure beef patty, lettuce, tomato, singles. Is Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Madoc. And I'm Steve McGowan. We have a band, The Beef People, from various places in <laughs> North and South Carolina. We're a mobile band. We, we largely travel. We uh, released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records limited company but we are are, are, of course record collectors and we're passionate about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording exploring the mystery of what makes a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast so what's the single today today's single on uh singles going steady 004 is one of our both of our favorites band and songs Squeeze. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yes. The British band Squeeze, and this is a, a a kind of a special release thing. It's a what is it called? Tiny, tiny collector's edition. It's a five inch single, so it's like a <laughs> miniature so cool. single. <laughs> and, we'll uh, have to um, put the picture up with yes. like a quarter or something. Exactly. Uh, it's got two songs on it. The A side is. Uh, uh, if I Didn't Love You, and the B-side is Another Nail in My Heart. Both of these songs are from the album Argy Bargy, which was released in 1980, and uh, both of those songs were the A-sides of singles. And what the heck does Argy Bargy mean? It means uh, it's like a, a jumble. Or an argument, a, a uh-huh. confrontation. Mm-hmm. A, um, a lot of palaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a set to. <laughs> wow, we're becoming British even as we speak. Oh, you know, and I'm a great aficionado of the long running soap opera. Um, BBC soap opera East Enders, and every once in a while you'll have like a, a little snippet of a squeeze uh, lexicon pop out, and I'm like, oh, oh, there it is, there it is, they're using it. Isn't it true that Chris Difford from Squeeze was actually on the show? Uh, okay, in America, we're not to there yet. Okay, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting in anticipation to see it in right. 2040 or something. Reasons to be cheerful, as they exactly. say, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's great. This is a great little uh, collector's thing. A little tiny, teeny tiny single with two of the best songs, um, really, I mean, ever. Yeah. Um, we cannot um, under praise, underestimate um, our love for Squeeze, uh, a band that kind of mixes up uh, very beatle type pop and a, a lot of... Um, Motowny R and B. Yeah, Squeeze was definitely my gateway to the to the wonderful world of, of um, modern music, mm-hmm. um, because of the the hook of the Beatles. Yes. Um, when we first took up with each other, you sent me a cassette. Yes. Of the album, which you know, I probably still have somewhere, but it is well worn. Yes, that's definitely true love there. <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of plays for that because it was just it's just the, the best thing stuff. ever. Yeah. 
I, I'm totally on your side on that. Uh, we've, we're, we're big uh, Squeeze fans. Um, let's go ahead and start off and play a little bit of the A-side, Another Nail in My Heart, and Adrian will tell you a little story about it when we're oh, done. Oh, wait. Is if, isn't it if, if I Didn't Love You? You're right. Let's go ahead and play a little bit of the A-side, If See, I Didn't kind of Love dub- You. It's a double A-side, really, so you can't go wrong. That's but right. It's like a triple A. We'll, we'll play a little bit of the A-side, If I Didn't Love You, and Adrian's got a little story for you to tell you about it when it's done. Here we go. Squeeze, If I Didn't Love You, from the Tiny Collector's 5-inch single. Yeah. 
Okay, so my story about that single is apocryphal, but I think it actually is factual. I my memory is that um, you know there was a great discussion about why didn't Squeeze make it, and this is sort of um, what I'm calling the interregnum between sort of like the the you know ending with East Side Story and you know um, mm-hmm. but they I mean they did have some success yeah they put some with, some other records yeah, out but, but between, it was just never the same right sort of between early eighty Squeeze and late eighty Squeeze there was a think piece I saw and said why didn't they really catch fire. And they said, you know, when you have a great song like If I Didn't Love You, why was that not blasting from every radio in the country in the United States? And the the um, supposition was it sounded like the record was skipping <laughs> and that DJs were resistant to play it because they thought they would get calls complaining your record's skipping or that they would think, oh, my gosh, the record's skipping. And um, so I don't know if that's just, uh, you know, the, the, the saying you'll never go broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. Um, but uh, I think that, that that may be attributable to, you know, why, why Squeeze didn't have the, the success out of the gate with, with this fantastic, lovable recording. Yeah, the song does have a weird hook. And uh, if you think about it, it kind of sounds like it's skipping, but it's not. And... Uh I think there were a number of things that piled against the band that uh, unfortunately kept them from being as famous as we think they should have been, for sure. This is a band uh, with the the two primary songwriters. Uh, Chris Difford is the lyric writer. He just writes the lyrics. And um, Glenn Tilbrook is the singer and the guitar player. Uh, Chris plays guitar as well, but Chris... um, Chris does the lyrics and Glenn does all the music. And so it's a very interesting partnership. So one of the things about the lyrics that absolutely um, we had to get it on this uh, uh, podcast was the fantastic lyric line, singles remind me of kisses, albums remind me of plans, because that sums up so much how how, um, people that appreciate and love records feel. Um, It's just genius. And perfect for us. Yeah. Um. Well, and that's detailed in one of the things that we'll be talking about mm-hmm. later. Uh, yeah, in we're going to talk about Chris's persons, book. Places mm-hmm. and Things yeah, recommendation. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they particularly get along that well. Uh, the two of them, uh, as most famous songwriting partners, often don't. Um, but what a wonderful single. And uh, the B-side or the other A-side of this little five-inch single by Squeeze is uh, the magnificent song Another Nail in My Heart. Uh, And we are going to listen to it now. Here we go. Squeeze with Another Nail in My Heart.
another nail in my heart and uh there is a tacky little video for this song you can you can uh, dial up um, oh the early 80s yes it's got it's got that filmed british look like uh the monty python skits you know uh, all grainy film oh and, I, I love that <laughs> yes. uh, like everything produced before you know the late 90s anything outside was grainy and anything yes. inside was like the super video. cheapest uh, video mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm. And this this one is uh, filmed, and of course it takes place in a pub, uh, squeeze well-known drinking buddies. And um, it's got poor uh, Jules Holland, the keyboard player, um, pushing around an upright piano till the very end. Uh, It's a great song. As we've said, we love the record. We love Squeeze. Uh, We want to talk about seeing them live. They were always a fantastic band. I think I was the first one of the two of us to see them when i was still living in massachusetts um in high school i took the train into boston to see them at the orpheum theater it was on the cool for cats tour the second record remind me to tell my taking the train into boston (laughs) not today please (laughs) not any day Uh, and uh it was at the orpheum theater and squeeze was opening for uh, an act that was very hot at the time, The Tubes. Yes, yes. This is before The Tubes had the One in a Million song. They were still kind of a, a performance art band. They did stuff like uh, White Punks on Dope and Mondo Bondage, and they had the motorcycle on the stage and all the costumes. Uh, that sort of thing like a high school boy would just <laughs> Exactly. Be yeah, I was just, to. that was crazy. But Squeeze was just fantastic. And uh, I remember them just coming out and bashing it out. And uh, did you see what album that was supporting? Cool for Cats. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that were in EastEnders, which has the endless uh, references to uh, to Squeeze. The one of the haircutting salons was cool for cuts. <laughs> so I was like, I get that. I see it. I see it. And uh, I remember clearly when they were doing um, Slap and Tickle, they. They wheeled out the Moog synthesizer on a little rolling stand, <laughs> so uh, so uh, Chris um, Glenn could play it, and uh, so they had the keyboard player, and Glenn was playing the the Moog, and uh, it was just a great show. And, and and from from the get go, there I already had the record, I loved it, and just to see them was really good. And then, well, my first the squeeze uh, inter- introduction live was opening on the English Mugs tour for Costello. I I, I thought that I must have been, um, you know, somehow um, had the some gods, the musical gods smiling upon me because my 
first semester, um, tickets went on sale at, on my campus for for that tour, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I was like, it's my two favorites. How did they know? I know. Um, well, they knew to bring them, but then they put them in uh, Carmichael Auditorium, which at the time was where the North Carolina Tar Heels played basketball. So you might as well, um, you know. It was a gym, right? It was a gym, <laughs> and, you know, it was an echo chamber, but it was it was heaven. Um, <laughs> so they were great, and, and the sound was not stellar, but it was, you know, I knew everything. So it, I also, was, it was incidental to actually hear it. Yeah, I also saw them on that tour at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, and that was just my my head floated around the room. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't you see them in Cincinnati? I did. I was visiting with my aunt in Cincinnati and just happened to look at the paper. Oh, they're playing tonight at Bogart's. <laughs> and bless her heart, she was so awesome. She took me, I think it was $6. Wow. Um, and deposited me in, in, you know, like 18 years old in front of some club. And, I, you know, that was back before the national 21 drinking age. So I could get in. So I go by myself into this club uh, and uh, weasel my way up to, you know, the front of the stage. And it was awesome. It was just what a great show. Everything that I couldn't hear in the echo chamber of the gym, I heard there. And, um, you know, they came forward at the end of um, of the show, after the end of the encores, and were shaking hands. I got to shake Gilson's hand, and I was like, you, I saw you in Chapel Hill, and you were awesome! And he was like, yeah. <laughs> giving me the, you know, back yeah. to see you later, young yeah. thing. Be back to pick you up later. Exactly. Yeah, it was the Mr. Microphone, uh, Except it wasn't a microphone. <laughs> yeah. And then there was the famous time that you and I went to see them at the Agora. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, concertus interruptus. <laughs> my uh, fake ID didn't work that night. All the times I got into the Agora with my JMAC ID, um, I wasn't 18 yet, and uh, the bouncer wouldn't let me in. Very sad. <laughs> very, very sad. <laughs> so we missed Squeeze that night, even though I insisted Adrian go in. She uh, she stood by her man. Oh, I was a good kid. What can I say? <laughs> Those days are done. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Squeeze, just about the best thing ever. Um, and we saw them um, uh, again on this last tour when they yes. came through. I saw them here in Durham. Mm-hmm. And I saw them in Atlanta. Um, they have a new band, of course, uh, but it's still uh, Chris Difford and Glenn Tilbrook, and they brought it. Um, yeah. And great voice. Yes, played great, and you know, it was just an amazing show. And 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 you always leave thinking they've written so many good songs. And I know we will talk about some more squeeze singles on this. Podcast. And the current songs. I mean, it's, yes. it's that that, that the new record. That there's no drop off. It's yes. not. There's not the. Um, mm-hmm. It's not an oldies act. No, no, they are not just doing the hits. Although they have plenty. Of what we would call hits that were were maybe not hits on the uh, the chart. We love Squeeze. We love this this record. This is a good thing. Um, you should get Argy Bargy. Oh yeah, definitely. And all the early records, really. Now, do we have some recommendations today? We do have some recommendations. Oh. Mine is a thing this time. What is that thing? Uh, well, that thing is Legion. Well, okay, that thing is always Legion. But besides Legion, um, it is. When you're in a movie theater, you should purchase popcorn 
and a candy like M&M's, although Reese's works also. What you do is you open the container of, of the... I was going to call it pelleted candy, whatever you call pelleted it. Pelleted candy. Pelleted candy. Wow. I don't think it would work with Skittles. I don't think it would taste as good. And you um, empty that into the popcorn. And then if you work it right after shaking it, you get a little bit of popcorn, a little bit of M&M, or a little bit of Reese's. I've never tried both at the same time. Wow. But that that's just spectacular. So I, I can't recommend that highly enough. Now, we were at the movies last night, and we didn't do that. Yeah, somebody wouldn't eat yeah. the candy. I, I, didn't, I didn't see the light so we'll have to try that next time my uh, recommendation being the rock book guy is um the chris difford from squeeze book it is called um some fantastic place my life in and out of squeeze uh chris has a very interesting story to tell he's an extremely good writer as you might imagine from the uh, lyrics he's written it's a very well written book he has a lot of issues with um, addictions and recovery, and he kind of glosses over those, but that's okay. It's still a great read, and there's some great stories about him meeting Elton John and uh, Brian Ferry and uh, just playing, playing in, in Yeah, it, it's sort of like he left music as a performer for the mm-hmm. most part and was a manager for brian yes. ferry of all people <laughs> a personal and, manager a personal manager <laughs> and and sometimes almost a, a personal um stoolie yes you know i mean where he was uh, he joked like what am i your chauffeur and oh i don't want to spoil the story but there's yeah. a great story yes there's about a couple that. of great stories that are like that and it's a great book um if you get a chance uh you should pick it up um we've both read it right yes yeah and, uh, I'd have liked to have seen more um, discussion of the early days, but I think mm-hmm. that the last half of the book with the discussion of addiction mm-hmm. explains why there were very few memories exactly. shared <laughs> in the first half, because I think there are very few memories of the right, first, right, yes. first half. And, but there we were let, plenty. There were some. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a good book. It's definitely uh, not your typical rock book. The It doesn't go into the excesses too much. And it gives you a little bit of the frame of mind of uh, a really, really great lyric writer. Well, I think that's going to be it for uh, our podcast today, number 004. Popcorn and M&M's. Squeeze. Um, if I Didn't Love You, Another Nail in My Heart. And uh, we hope we will uh, see you again very shortly for our next Singles Going Steady. I'm Steve. I'm Adrian. And thank you for listening. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds for sharp people. people.